Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm Brad Humphrey, your host. And today we're sponsored by Caterpillar and ForConstructionPros.com. In the studio with me today, we have two great experts from Caterpillar family, Scott Hageman, great control technology and connectivity on the job site, as well as Mr. Lonnie Fritz, Cat Heavy construction and road building expert. Guys, it's good to be back together. And uh, Scott, haven't seen you in a couple of years, but we've talked to each other, just haven't seen each other because of COVID. Yes, good to see you, Brad. Yeah, good to see you as well. Today's topic is how to grade and payload uh, and compact technologies that that are that benefit the contractor's operations. Lon, let me start with you. From th- this is a huge issue for any contractor because you got to have a good you got to have a good base, got to have a good foundation, you got to have all of those things. What are some guidelines to get us going in the right direction? Yeah, it all comes down to what what problem you're really trying to solve. When you look at, as you mentioned, there are uh, three of the key technologies we offer today: grade, payload, and compact. You know, if I if I look at payload. It's any loading operation, right? Yeah. And we, we have payload solutions across almost any loading tool, um, whether it be an excavator, a wheel loader, even payload estimator yep. on wheel tractor scrapers. We have payload on the hauling units, such as an articulated truck. Um, why? Because one, we want to maximize productivity. We want to be the most efficient. We want to make sure that they are, those machines are hauling their recommended capacity mm. or the loading tool is loading you know those uh, machines uh, to their targeted payload um, reduces cycle time yeah uh, the all ultimate and uh, most operating cost is fuel mm. you know being the most fuel efficient that we can be and uh, also safety just make sure we're not overloading those machines once it, one it's a safety hazard and also it can accelerate wear on those components because it's just carrying more mm-hmm. uh, than it's really designed for. It's kind of like when I put on weight, Brad, I feel it my knees right away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for relating that to me. I can relate to that as well. Scott, let's move over to the, to the technology side, the grade control technology. Give us some insights from your perspective that can benefit the contractors. Well, Brad, there's a different aspects of the grade control technology that's the biggest thing it's it's almost like a swiss army knife depending on what job you have what aspects of grade control technology can use whether it's some basic 2d all the way up to 3d and sometimes 3d is a little bit more complex but that also gives you a big better benefit because then you don't have as much surveying going into okay you just gave me a benefit real quick back me up a little bit i'm a contractor i'm not I'm not tremendously knowledgeable about that. What would be the benefit of the 3D over 2D, or why would I want to? Okay, yeah, my fault. Let me lay back it up yeah. a little bit there. And let's just go on a, a typical job site. They're laying some type of location out for you, either X and Y, so location uh, left or right, or depth. And they're telling you from here, I want you to dig down, or I want you to dig so many feet in one direction or the other. When we go to the technology, we can do some of that stuff in the machine. Hmm. You can put that bucket down and say, here is zero. I want to dig down three foot. And then the screen will then tell you because we have sensors on there. So once again, back to the weight comment that Lonnie brought up, I don't don't have to burn as many calories getting in and out of my excavator <laughs> to check the depth of my trench because it's right there on my screen. So that's one aspect of a basic technology, just 2D digging some footings or putting in some drain pipe there on a job. Are those, is that the type of technology I've just now thought about? Can that be added on to some of the older pieces of equipment? 
Yeah, they definitely can. We do have it coming from the factory, you know, standard on our next-gen excavators. But also, if you have an older model excavator, you can put those same sensors on the machine and a wiring harness, and then you can get that same look and feel on that same display in that cab so that your operator going from a brand new machine to a machine that might be a couple years old still has that functionality, and he sees the same thing when he's Mm. looking at. So that's the other thing. They're not changing their mindset on, I need to have a different screen. I need to look in a different location. Everything's the same. That's a benefit right there, isn't it, Lonnie? Very much so. Road construction for our contractors that are a highway road or even county roads. What what are the give them some suggestions? What's the recommendations on what they ought to be looking at that could improve their productivity and, and at a cost effective maybe price for them? Yeah, you, you mentioned you know with with those different applications there you just stated one is just start basic, start very simple, start integrated in the machine from the factory, and that's mm-hmm. cross slope. Whether it's indicate the automated cross slope, digital blade slope meters. Um, there's all different types of uh, technology that we offer today mm. um, and just making sure you have the cross slope right on on that hull road if that's the application out on that county road township road where it may be it's been proven you're going to get the work done quicker right it's uh, going to be easier for the operator to follow and you're going to save a significant amount of material and keep away from a more parabolic crown yeah. if you will right, right. Uh, and, and go to just a simple cross slope to to get that water off of that uh, that road especially a gravel road and uh, really maintain it a lot better for the po- motoring public let me ask you guys both and, and really i'd like for both of you to comment on this Let, let's give me give you a scenario we have we don't do this very often but um and maybe it's an amazon doesn't matter who it is but they're putting a million square foot warehouse distribution center a million square feet uh, and the contractor comes to you and says what's the best approach from a technology standpoint equipment standpoint what should i be looking at what should, what kind of things should i be at least considering in my decision I'd, I'd first of all ask him what part of the job is he doing. Okay. If he's doing the Amazon building or right. is he doing utilities? Because we do, we have technology that will fit both of his yeah. needs there, but we don't want to give him something or rely on something that's maybe overkill for what he's doing there. But for example, say he's doing the building pads. So the, 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 the flat por- yeah. portion of the pad there something that size you're going to have more than one piece of equipment out there running so you probably want to use some gps you know get that satellite signal that way you have that signal throughout that whole site you could use a laser and it would be just as accurate if not better but there's a line of sight issue with the laser where you have to have that laser beam hit Mm -hmm. the laser receivers on that machine once again a huge site you could have some interruption back and forth and to your point on the amazon a lot of that is the same just different states and different locations so they have those designs already so it's just giving you the design brad and you put it here in illinois opposed to in texas or florida or something like that yeah i'm having some fun with you i I knew that i just want to set you (laughs) up a little bit but but really it's similar whether they're building a million square foot pad essentially for a huge company or whether they're putting in a high school parking lot, you know, that is going in next to a football field or something like that. Same type of things are considered, correct? Yeah. Are you indoors or outdoors? Right. What accuracy do you need? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. how big of an area? Mm -hmm. And you get in those situations, Brad, where you're on a large site like that, even a smaller site, if you have the 3D digital design file for the whole site, maybe we can't work in location or area A today, but we can in B. I found that commonly. Maybe that manhole structure didn't arrive today like it was supposed to, but I have all the information in that machine to go ahead and install 
another pipe run. If I'm running 3D and I have that in that X-Sphere because those structures and that pipe is here, I can go ahead and be very, very nimble in my operation and go over and work in other areas. So that's just advantage of if you do take it to the, the 3D level. One thing that did jog my mind here too, Brad, is when we start talking building pads and things is we right. do have compaction technology. That's what I wanted to hear here. Yeah, I referenced earlier and, and uh, I just wanted to uh, bring a little bit of detail around that as well. Um, let's just stay with your current example. We have a 1 million square foot building pad. Commonly, you're talking a modified proctor you're going to be north of 95% compaction. So when you bring your moisture and density together, you may be 98 upwards of 100% on your density uh, to pass. And so you're really going to need to look at machine size, the weight, the configuration. But when you put compaction technology onto it, when you're measuring soil stiffness, either through compaction meter value or Caterpillar exclusive machine drive power, MDP as we call it, it is a measure of rolling resistance. Yep off of that machine in the drivetrain and it uh, sends that information up to the cab on a simple display in a very relative reading that you calibrate back to say a, a nuclear density gauge so if you're running 135 and that gives you your 98 plus percent density that is what that operator is looking for so you're empowering them with the information not only on the material stiffness that they're achieving density right. but then when you put mapping on top of it pulling in global navigation satellite system. Now I know I have density and I know where I have density. So I've really turned it into um, having the coverage and the quality. So it's a test me anywhere, right? Well, and I appreciate you sharing that because for those contractors or leaders that are listening right now, some of this is a little bit more compli complicated than, not com complex, than they might be currently doing. They may not be of the size to do that, mm -hmm. but but it is good for them to see and hear, excuse me, that when you're when you're moving into that category, the, the, the excavators, the, the, the ground guys or the dirt guys that are doing those kind of jobs, they know exactly what we're talking about right now, don't they? Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely they do. And, and you kind of, you know, I've asked customers before is how, how many compaction test have you failed yeah you know why right, why did right, they right. fail you right. know how oh, we were low on density right. did you know that when when do you know yeah you know you failed when you failed yeah and that is when everything's been put to grade right it's been compacted but you didn't reach the the density percentage so a lot to be said there um reducing passes reducing fuel reducing fuel burn um you know reducing wear Right. Let's put that operator on a different machine. Sometimes that compactor is just a support machine, depending on what our place rate is, you know, and if we need that compactor running full time. Um, and again, it goes back to quality. It goes back to saving on material overruns, because if we have to remove an area to remediate something um, that did not pass, then we're doing rework and using new, you know, additional materials. And also we want to make sure that's on the surface let's know that every part of this existing lift passes mm. based on our technology, the compaction technology, before we go on the next lift, because we all know, Brad, you and I both being in the industry in the right. past, it will follow you to the top. Exactly, it does, it always comes back. Scott, we're gonna start closing down here, but I, I did wanna ask you, in your experience, when you've worked with the, the Caterpillar dealers that are working with contractors, and you've worked, I know you work with them as well, what might be one or two questions that they're asking before they make a purchase or a lease decision for the type of equipment they're going to buy? Is there anything that comes to your mind that is fairly typical that they always, other than price, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> I mean, that's price number one. The, yeah, 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 I get that. I always want to know the price, Brad, but then we need to back them down off the price yeah. because Lonnie always makes a great point and he hasn't made it yet this time, but it's an investment. Technology is an investment. It, it, you're going to spend some money, yes, but it's an investment and you change your process 
process. So they also want to know, what do I need to do to change my process? Mm -hmm. Just because you buy the shiny black box and you put it in the machine doesn't mean that life's all good and you press the go button. Mm -hmm. You know, so what do I need to do to take this whole process, this journey to the next step and who's there to support me? And that's where we have the cat dealers, not only there for the sale, but the training and the service. It's been really good. This has really been good information. If you're listening to this, we hope you've enjoyed this. And if you need to listen to it again, please do, because there's a lot of information here. You may want to take some uh, some more notes on this. Hey, thank you for joining us today. We, we hope you, that you've enjoyed this. Check out some of the other podcasts we have, uh, either through, again, cat.com and their, their construction areas of that page or for constructionpros.com. We're just here to help you. Hey, have a great day and have a great year. Thank you. Find new videos from the Caterpillar team on the Cat Products YouTube channel.